From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak in a peg, grab a stool, and come warm yourself by the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Carlos Kajina is the technical producer, Ryan White is the live stream producer coming up in the second hour author folklorist steve e asher will be here with more strange tales from the great state of kentucky his new book just out hours ago as a matter of fact is more curious counties of kentucky this hour well the last two years let's face it have been pretty miserable now i happen to believe this latest variant omicron which has proven to be more infectious but far less deadly, could be the end of COVID. This is typically how pandemics end, with a whimper. It's hard to say. There are some positive signs. Some politicians in some jurisdictions finally getting the message that the people have had enough. In other jurisdictions, tyrannical governments seem to be doubling and even tripling down on lockdowns and vaccine mandates. So, is that a light at the end of a tunnel? Or an oncoming train. Perhaps we'll find out this hour when Canada's Edgar Casey, the man with X-ray eyes, joins us with his predictions and visions for the year ahead. Douglas James Cottrell, PhD, is known as a trans clairvoyant. He's a spiritual healer, teacher, and published author who demonstrates many abilities studied by noetic sciences, the study of consciousness, including clairvoyance, telepathy, energy healing, remote viewing, predictions, and prophecies. He's one of a select few able to demonstrate all of these abilities, and even fewer who are considered a reliable information source. He teaches people the world over about spiritual development through the practice of meditation and the application of spiritual principles in daily life. He's the author of numerous books, including Secrets of Life, The Complete New Age Health Guide, The New Earth, A Prophetic View of Our Future, Gems of Wisdom, and Conversations with the Akashic Field. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, I presume. How are you? Happy New Year. Uh, It's a pleasure to be on the show again with you, Richard. I was reminiscing about the many, many times we've been on the show, uh, coast to coast, your home show in Toronto. Um, As everybody knows, uh, you've been, well, you're an icon in the conspiracy show business or radio business, and I've had the pleasure of uh, being with you on many occasions, and yet again, here we are again, a few years down the road, a little older, perhaps wiser, but it's a pleasure, and I'm in good shape. Thank you for asking. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Any New Year traditions at the Cottrell household? You mean any uh, of those, you know, wake up in the morning and say, I'm never going to drink again, kind of? uh, (laughs) Well, resolutions could be one. But just, uh, I mentioned this old English tradition. Maybe other cultures share it as well. You open that front door at midnight. You you let the cool air in, the new year in. You you usher the old one out. Uh, Some people have, you know, some people write certain promises down on a piece of paper and then they light it on fire. Uh, You know, just simple little curious traditions that people have sometimes it's very personal well uh, in answering that uh, just after the stroke of midnight I finished my uh, um, Global Village radio show 
on Blog Talk Network, and I went to bed, and I prayed. And I asked for things to happen to me, better health, uh, and additional things in my career and my being of service. And so I prayed. And I think everyone should start the year off with that, uh, asking the universe, asking the cosmos, asking God Almighty uh, for a good year. So, if you will, that was my opening the door, allowing that cool, fresh breeze of change to come into my life. Well, we could all use uh, some prayers, certainly. Uh, We've talked over the years about your method of going into a a deep meditative trance, a quantum meditation, like Edgar Cayce, how physically taxing that is. Uh, and, And this is the method that you use to, I guess, get in touch with the Akashic field. Do you are you still able to do that because it is so physically demanding? Yes, I, I, I am still able. I don't need to. Uh, the idea that entering into a state of meditation, which is uh, a revelation type of meditation, as opposed to vegetation or just simply relaxing, you know, the, the getting rid of all the things in your mind, getting the monkey mind out of the way and, and letting all the frustrations of the day go away. But getting into that point where you can look beyond the present and into the future uh, going faraway places like Edgar Casey and Ross Peterson, who was my mentor, and Paul Solomon were more than capable of doing. You enter into that state of meditation, which is the building block. It's the cornerstone. It allows you to uh, get in touch with the intuitive spiritual gifts. And by the way, uh, as as an interfaith minister, I'm a Christian, professed Christian, and we have a, a church, many mansions, uh, church and seminary. We've had that for for years where we take our guidance from the book of Corinthians, which talks about spiritual gifts. So everything that I do or talk about or teach or or give an example of the intuitive noetic sciences, if you will, consciousness or gifts, it's all recorded in the book of Corinthians. And you don't have to, you know, extrapolate or interpret. It's in black and white. So the idea of being uh, somewhat of a, of a prophet, if you will, being able to see... Uh, in the f- see the future or seeing through time and th- seeing through uh, time and space, such as remote viewing and mind projection. And, uh, and as you know, we've been on shows on Coast to Coast where we've actually had the audience have some remarkable experiences at actually doing that, seeing an object on my desk from hundreds, if not thousands of miles away. That ability, that, that uh, technique of entering into a state of deep relaxation and then entering into a state of deep meditation into the those states of meditation allow you to see things in the future and, and to allow your mind to go and find things and, and uh, get revelations from the higher dimensions, somewhat called the Akashic Records or the Akashic Fields now. That all starts with that ability to get into a state of relaxation and then slow your heart down, slow your respiration down, and your body enters into a state where it kind of separates its uh, Ross Peterson once told me it was like having one foot on heaven and one foot on earth. You're in that in-between. And I like to describe it more exactly as that point just before you go to sleep. You know you're about to go to sleep, so you're still awake a teeny tiny bit, and you can feel the states of relaxation and sleep coming upon you. So at that threshold, that's where you aim, and if you can arrive at that point and maintain it, 
that is, you don't fall asleep and you don't wake up fully, at that point your mind opens up and you have in front of you the ability to see things, to be clairvoyant, to see the future, to see across town, to go wherever you have your mind directed to. And it's kind of like when you see people who are in a, in a subconscious state of mind where they're suggested to do things or hypnotized. It isn't hypnotism. It isn't self-hypnotism. It's a matter of awareness. At that point, that threshold, I call that the quantum meditative state. It used to be called deep trance meditation, for lack of a better term, because trance was a medical term of, of saying you were in a deep state of, of uh, mind, uh, not conscious mind. So, yes, I'm still able to do it. But as you can see, you know, that perky face is now 72 years old as of a couple of days ago. And hey, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, but I don't need to go into that state where I have to set my conscious mind aside. The more you do this, the shorter that space, uh, if, I, if I can call it a space, occurs between being conscious and into an intuitive state of mind. As you practice over time, it comes down and down and down to... When somebody asks me a question, I can see an answer very quickly as opposed to getting into a state of meditation and going out and searching for it. And that's the secret. Meditation uh, and practicing on meditation, like everything else, you become very good at it. And I'm the example. I'm the last of the, uh, last of the Mohegans, somebody once said, you know, Edgar Casey, Ross Peterson, myself, Paul Solomon, and myself, uh, last of the sleeping prophets. So I take that as, as, a, as a compliment uh, that I was uh, able to... Uh, manifest such, um, you know, prestige, if I can call it that, to be uh, considered similar to the great Edgar Casey and, and my mentor, Ross Peterson, and my colleague, uh, Paul Solomon, whom I never met, actually. And, of course, we've been on your show many times, and we have given uh, uh, prognications or intuitions or prophecies, and I think, Richard, you could attest that most everything I've made a prediction on your show has come true. Not exactly in the time we've made it, and not exactly as I said, but I would say anybody having a hard, cynical look at it, they would give me credit that most often I was right or accurate or I could see something that was coming. Would you agree? I would agree 100%. I, I've said this. I, I think I wrote about this. I wrote. The, I was honored to write the foreword to, I believe it was Gems of Wisdom, and I talked about our history together and how I, I, I started out our when we got to know each other, I was producing a, a late night program. I wasn't on the air. I was producing a show. And um, I guess your publicist at the time called up and, and um, I said, you know, I'm really not interested in having psychics on the show. And, and um, I was finally, I relented and you came on and I, I, I wasn't in the station listening at the time. I went home and to my apartment and I listened and you were doing some medical uh, intuitive type uh, questions and and was, you were just knocking them out of the park and I was just blown away and uh, that was the beginning of what has become I guess probably almost a, maybe more than a quarter century we've we've known each other and and you probably hold the record for most appearances on this radio program and I and I still to this day I don't generally have psychics on the program but you, because you're more than that you're as a you know as you've mentioned you're a remote viewer, you're a medical intuitive, and your record speaks for itself. Please, Richard, we're taking on the title Prophet. I'm living up to that prestigious, almost mystical term. Uh, I don't want to sound religious, but it seems to fit what I do. 
we do spiritual healing, we do seeing the future. Because I've been on your show so many times and other shows, I can boldly claim that I can see the future because the evidence is there repetitiously so many times. And I remember, as you were talking just now, those times how we we first came together, and you were a little, I would say, cynical, skeptical, but open-minded, which I think is uh, something that you can hold up as as a shining star to, to letting people on the show like me and other people. You've always been curious, but you've been also very uh, um, practical, and uh, you're quite an intelligent person. I'm not trying to flatter you. The, the audience knows that. And so you recognize the truth when you see it. And yes, I've, I've been on your show many times. We've enjoyed the ups and the downs, and uh, tonight we're going to talk more about what I see in the future, and it's not quite rosy, but I always say what I see, and I remember the last time I was on the show, I was talking about shortages from Japan, how we were going to short, be short of jeans and T-shirts. And I could, I could sense a little cynicism in your voice there about, yeah, T-shirts, hmm, that's important. But what, <laughs> what it was, was foreseeing the cargo ships and the shortages of garments and products going across the country. And so we had seen it, and I said it, and there it happened thereafter. And that sometimes is how you see the future. You don't get the whole picture, but you get a hint. Right, right. Yeah, we, we have huge supply chain issues. These tankers are lined up outside. Is it Long Beach in California? Just as far as the eye can see. And that problem is not going away anytime soon. And that, in part, is what is driving inflation. Also, of course, trillions of dollars that have been you know, just central banks printing money endlessly so let's start with a prediction before we do though before we get into your your predictions and your visions of 2022 do they come to you in dreams at night you get up you write them down do you set aside a time during the day to go into a a quantum meditative state uh or do they just come to you like these fleeting images like t-shirts and jeans from japan that sort of thing Well, the idea is that being able to see the future, the more profound and and, uh, revelation images come in dreams. Uh, Many of the predictions I've made on your show came in dreams. I remember when we were very early, you were still on Sinclair Avenue in Toronto. I, I came to the show and mentioned that I had foreseen that the center of the earth, the core of the earth, was spinning at a slower speed than the crust of the earth and I didn't understand I'm not a geologist I have no engineering training and I said but it's going to heat up the crust and it's going to heat up the oceans and I predicted at that time up to maybe four degrees celsius which was disastrous and I believe I challenged Dr. Suzuki on your show on air to check this out to see if this was something that was possible well, now we know it's a matter of fact. Scientists are, have shown that the, the Earth's core is moving at a different speed than the crust. And indeed, we have this heat coming out from within, not green uh, you know, house grass, gases melting the ice caps, but the heat coming from the bowels of the Earth, the crust, or the uh, core, rather, going to the crust. I said that on your show because I had a vision or a dream about them. I'm very, very interested in uh, dreams and interpreting dreams because this is the time, the end times are here, 
And it says in the good book that young and old, men and women will come forth dreaming dreams and having visions of what is going to happen. And so I haven't yet started another dream seminar. I had one not too recently, though. Uh, and we're going to do it again because uh, this is one way people, the ordinary person, can have visions of what's going to happen to the world and to themselves in a way that they are warned and they are given direction or solutions. And uh, so that's that's the key. But in meditations, I made uh, I have made predictions for people, or people will come to me, and I would do a consultation for them, and they would ask me questions about the future. Or in the case of the book, The New Earth, which I think 87 of the predictions in that book have come true, there are many more talking about what is happening now. On your show many times, we talked about this time of chaos coming. And so that particular book was put together by doing uh, this deep relaxation, deep meditation, quantum meditation sessions in a research group of about 20 people back in 2009 and 10 and we published the book in 2011. So 2011, we were in writing, uh, making predictions, what was going to happen, and these things are happening now, and there's still more to come. So that was a deliberate look in a deep state of meditation. Uh, but I, I like the dreams because they're, they, they can't be adulterated. You're, you're kind of asleep. You don't have any emotional attach, any emotion attached to them. And you see beyond yourself amazing things. When I was in Europe, I had a dream vision of Barcelona in Spain being surrounded by two uh, lakes that looked like parentheses. At a talk or seminar I was doing thereafter, a man came up to me in Spanish and told me that, you know that Barcelona has two rivers that surround it on either side. I said, I've never been to Barcelona. But I had a vision, A, because I was in the country, B, because uh, was something to give to the people that I had seen. And I was predicting at that time that the Mediterranean was going to rise uh, quite a bit. And soon thereafter, the Spanish government had come out and said the, Medi the Mediterranean Sea will rise between 5 and 15 meters. Now it made sense why those rivers going around Barcelona would flood and there would be two lakes. But I had seen that without being in the, in the area, knowing any of the geography, and it just came to me in a dream. Now, why it came, uh, that's the intellectual mind gets curious, and I try to throw that out and say, who cares why it happened, and therefore I can talk about it to the people in Spain, which I did. And several of the people that were at that workshop or lecture lived in those areas where the rivers were. So it basically was a message for them to maybe it's time to move or at least be prepared to flooding. Now, that was more than 10 years ago. That I had that Douglas, i got to take a time out here. We'll uh, come back. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, predictions, visions for 2022. Back with more in a minute. Don't go away. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell here with our look ahead for 2022. Trans-clairvoyant, spiritual healer, teacher, published author. Some of the titles include The Complete New Age Health Guide, The True or The New Earth, A Prophetic View of Our Future, Gems of Wisdom, Conversations with the Akashic Record. All right, so let's just cut right to the quick here because time is short. Uh, 2022, I mentioned earlier, 
that I am cautiously optimistic that Omicron may be the pandemic ending with a whimper, uh, which traditionally, uh, you know, you go back to the Spanish flu. This is the way it ended. The variants become increasingly more transmissible, but less deadly. And Omicron, at least in, uh, right now, what are we, six weeks in since the discovery in uh, South Africa, seems to be following that narrative. Is Omicron, according to your visions, the end of COVID? Well, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that this, we're on the, on the backside of it. To start with, I was asked a question, uh, and a fellow who does this online uh, videos, uh, Ramstein Regalin's uh, YouTube video, in which I, when it first came out, the virus, I identified Mulan as the source, it was an accidental spillage. I described the building, I described a lot of details long before anyone else had uh, uh, had spoken about it or where this came from out of China. And I said it wasn't a serious virus. Like it wasn't like a super virus, I think is the word I use. And again, I'm in a, in a state of meditation and I'm talking uh, sort of in my sleep for people who might not uh, kind of grasp that idea. I'm, I'm, I'm in a meditative state and I'm talking. So it's never been a, uh, in, that, in that essence of a super virus, it's been a simple thing. It was spoken about uh, in uh, 1981 in a, in a book, and I can't remember the title just now. It was uh, discovered in 19... Uh, oh, Dean Koontz. It was a Dean Koontz novel. Uh, yeah, that, you know, that's exactly right. So it's been in the wings. It's been there, and it was identified or named by a Canadian-British lady who also, years ago, 1980-something, or no, I won't go into the date. Let me, let me just skip by that. And so it's been there. As you were talking, I'm, because my mind is, when it hears things, it, it starts to search. I mean, I've been doing this since I was 25 years old, and so I was seeing a downward slope like this. There is this flaring up of, of what's going on now uh, with this uh, contagious activity, but it's going to be short-lived. Uh, I've not seen that in a dream or a vision. I'm just seeing that now as we're talking. Uh, I was going to say something more like, uh, this will subside. It's not going to go away. It's going to be with us like AIDS and uh, herpes and hepatitis have been. But the research going into this, because as the universe gives us a big challenge or a problem, I have foreseen that this is going to, uh, in my dreams, I have seen that this is going to uh, lead into the discovery of how to uh, affect people with brain tumors, uh, Alzheimer's, and children who are autistic. Out of this research into these virus and the, and the subatomic world, which I believe I've, I've mentioned on your on your show ten years ago, there was going to be this new research into these the subatomic worlds. This is what's happening, and so because we're uh, uh, accustomed to how to deal with COVID, it's not going to take off. It's like it's like somebody. It's a flash in the fire. It's what I'm looking at right now, like a big flash. So I agree with you, my friend, and I think your announcement or your vision of this not lasting much longer is, is going to be true. It's, it's not going to go away. We're going to have it for years, but like the other viruses, uh, it, we'll be able to live with it. So then the second question, and what concerns me more at this point than the virus, is government reactions to it. And people like Dr. Robert Malone, who was on with Joe Rogan recently, a huge platform there, obviously, talking about mass psychosis, the formation of mass psychosis around the world, and whether governments are panicking 
in their response, whether they've painted themselves into a corner and now don't know how to extricate themselves from this. I'm talking about the reaction, the restrictions, the lockdowns, the vaccine mandates and passports and so forth. My concern is that while the actual variant and the and COVID may will likely recede, the reaction to it may not, and that what we were hoping were temporary measures may in fact be permanent, or at least certain politicians and leaders would like to see them as permanent. What are you seeing as far as that goes? Yes, the world has changed greatly. We're never going to go back to where we were just a couple of years ago. The world has completely changed. Whether it's a psychosis or whether it's a patterning or whether it's propaganda or brainwashing, or whatever term we want to put on it, that people are spending way too much time in front of a computer screen. And that means that their mind is being changed or all I'm talking about their way of thinking. So are the governments going to take advantage of us? Yes, they are. I've often said that politicians aren't really knowledgeable. They're reactionary. They ask for polls. They get experts. And then whoever, in my personal opinion, whoever they're talking to who makes the best argument or whoever they spoke to last, that becomes policy. But there's a certain resistance. And this resistance is that we're becoming more independent thinking. There are some people who cannot be independent. They are easily led. And those are the people that are doing really strange things out there. But I would agree with you that there has been this propaganda, this uh, mind conditioning, uh, this education that's taken people beyond what they would nor- what we would normally call their conscious state. And part, part of my predictions are that, you know, this, this change in political um, views, this extremism that we're seeing, this is part of what's been going on in this pented-up time of COVID. And I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend I know what I'm talking about as far as a scientist or a teacher or an educator. I'm feeling that there has been this interruption in our thinking, and it has caused extremes to take place. There's been more inventions and discoveries made at this time than an ever time before, speaking to a patent attorney in Kentucky. There has been more horrific things done as well, unnecessary violence. And so this polarization is affecting our, our, our basically our thinking and our personality, who we are. So I agree that this, this particular situation, I can see a pathway in front of me, leads to advantage uh, sorry uh, us being taken advantage of by political uh, people who are not benevolent they're they're pretending to be our friend and they're leading us down the garden path i can see like a lamb being led into the slaughterhouse in my mind as i'm saying that so i would agree with that i would say this is a time of extreme uh let's say let's say it's a time to have extreme caution because what we're being told is not the truth so how does it end does it end when i say it? COVID, the restrictions. Let's talk about just here in Canada, Ontario. How does it end? It doesn't end. It continues. Okay. Where we're going to be affected is what's going to happen to the world. It's going to be a great time of difficulty. Volcanic activity is increasing. Weather extremes are occurring. And I've spoken to them on your show, my friend. We're going to see more flooding and volcanoes. Watch Mount Etna and Mount Vesuvius. When you see the two of them going off, it's the beginning of the countdown where we're going to go through the fifth world destruction. And we're headed in that direction now. The things we talked about momentarily ago about the 
core of the Earth heating up, the ice caps are melting, which again we've spoken about on your show. You and I have had conversations about that on air. And the Earth is wobbling, the equator is bulging in and out, nobody understands why. Well, because it's like a, a rubber balloon, the Earth has not the stabilizing caps of the Arctic caps as it had. And so we're going to see more earthquakes. Look, uh, Spain and the Mediterranean, we're going to see earthquakes. We're going to see a huge earthquake that's going to come up the Great Lakes. And uh, I have seen, I think I mentioned on the last show, that the Canadian Parliament buildings are going to slide down into the river because they're going to be, the earthquake's going to change it such that the whole building, it's like a ship, I saw it, going into the water. There's going to be more animal diseases. There's stuff going on in France and Europe right now let's call it bird flu, I'm not sure what the scientific name is, that's going to transfer itself over here into the world, in the Western world, where we're going to see uh, shortages of meat, meat products. And we're talking large animals and small ones. We're going to see chaos and more of our weather. We're going to see difficulties that we haven't quite imagined yet, like tornadoes and earthquakes coming up through Kentucky and Tennessee, the weather patterns going from the Gulf to towards Maine. And these are the things that are going to change because we're going to run out of products. There's going to be shortages of everyday products. And I'm not talking about tomorrow. We've been talking about things like this on your show for a while and on my own radio show as well, The Global Village, and on my website, douglasjamescottrell.com, and my book, The New Earth, as well. I'm not trying to plug. I'm just saying that I have these things out there. And so... Is this the big uh, the disease? Is this the big scare? No, this is the red flag. This is the red herring. This is something that's a mirage. What's really going on is the extreme and the, and the political nature of, of who we are around the world. And also, the world itself is reacting because the Earth has a consciousness of its own, shall we say, and the way we think is what transferred into the continents or into the planet. Douglas, uh, i got to jump in here. We're going to take a time out. But it sounds like while COVID maybe winding down. It's really just the beginning of a whole host of other problems heading our way. We'll pick up on that on the other side. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is back with more in a moment. Don't go away. The world is being pulled over your eyes. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. To reach Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. All right, Douglas, this is a short segment, so let me see if I can just um, uh, pin you down on a couple of quick items here, and then we'll take some questions from the YouTube live chat. Inflation. When people talk about hyperinflation, they think of Weimar Republic, 1920s in Germany, where a wheelbarrow full of money to buy a loaf of bread. Or they think of Argentina in the early 80s when Argentina decided to, I guess, you know, get rid of the, uh, you know, tying their currency to the U.S. dollar. And they had hyperinflation. Zimbabwe, of course, in the 1980s. Is that what we're looking at here in North America when we talk about hyperinflation? Or are we simply talking about, let's say, double digit, like, you know, 10% or, I don't know, 8 9%? What do you see? Okay, well, there's two different things that you mentioned there. Uh, I played the commodities when I was in my uh, mid-20s. I have some understanding self-taught, which means I lost a lot of money and I gained a lot of money too. It's not going to happen where we're going to have wheelbarrows full of printed money to buy loaves of bread. It's not going to happen. We are moving towards a cashless society, 
again, not to belabor the point, but we end up said, said that this is in the future where we're going to be. With Bitcoin and all these other online currencies, we are headed to a cashless society. I'm not sure how that's going to turn out, but we're not going to have wheelbarrows full of, of, ca of uh, printed money to buy things. What we are going to have is high interest rates, and we're going to have very creative, uh, almost, um, I would say, quasi-lawful uh, or, uh, well, let's just use, use a term and say quasi, uh, not, not friendly to the people, interest rates. And so we could look at 20% interest rates. I lived through 1982 to 86, where interest rates were 27%, and people were just taking their keys of their house back to the bank and saying, here, keep it. Their interest rates were 12 and 13%, and during those times they doubled or tripled almost. So we're going to go through that again, but we're in too much of demand. There's too many consumers right now. The products are available, although the shipping, as we just mentioned about uh, from the West Coast, is not. But what's going to happen is we won't fail like we had the 19, uh, 1920s, but I have been saying this for years. Silver coins, gold coins, portable property, precious stones, semi-precious stones, and seeds, seeds to grow things are going to be of great value, and you should be stocking up. You should be stocking up on other uh, t tangible things that will last, and, of course, you should have some food. If you wish a time, you should have enough food or products to last for a, a timeout time of 18 months. If you can do that, you have no fears. And most importantly, get out of debt. Debt is slavery. I've been saying that on your show, my friend, for years as well. We are not going to head into that hyperinflation where scare tactics of you're going to have to take all your money out of the bank, uh, but we are going towards a cashless society, and I'm comfortable with it because we're already seeing people buying cars with credit cards and being, buying cars on, on like vending machines and things, like, things that's foreign to me. So as we move towards this time, uh, take care of your finances. No debt. Stock up on things. Be prepared for shortages because those are coming. Really, really difficult times are coming. I've been a prophet talking about this before, but now I'm urging people, pay attention. This is what's happening. But I don't think we're going to have printed money being run around buying a, a loaf of bread like there was in in, uh, in Germany and other uh, in other times like in the 20s because we didn't have the social uh, network, we didn't have the demand, we didn't have the internet, which is a very powerful social tool and it can persuade the minds of, of millions of people in a moment. That's the power we have to protect ourselves from the politicians who are incompetent to the business people who are greedy, to those people who are taking advantage. So we're not going to uh, have times. We just have a couple minutes here before the break. Let me go back to the reaction to COVID. Lockdowns, vaccine passports, mandates. Where are we heading with that in 2022? Let's let's stay within the year 2022. Are we going to get relief? Are we going to see, at least here in Canada, um, some of these restrictions lessened, walk back, disappear? Right. In our country, we're not going to have passports. We have these things we have to show. They're not really passports. I don't want anybody to think that you're, you know, I have friends who are not vaccinated, and they are playing by the rules. They, they do their business online. But... So many people are vaccinated now that the consciousness is moving away from, you know, fear. Oh, my God, we have to stay home. We have to mask up. We have to do all these things to isolate so we don't see, touch, or even talk to one another. 
because we are in a state where we are prepared and we are doing these things, what's left? Nothing. So the politicians can't order us to, you know, isolate and stay away from each other because it's just not practical. We've already gone through the huge problem with businesses going under. The country can't afford that. People can't afford it. So as a prophet, as a person who's seeing the future, yes, it's difficult. It's going to be uh, harder times. But right now, the way it is, we're okay. And it's going to continue out like this because we're thinking, we're intelligent, and we are practicing good, you know, distancing and all those things. There's not going to be any more. There's not going to be any. I've heard rumors that, that people who are very wealthy want to kill us all off. Not going to happen. We have power as as the people right here on the internet, we can communicate with one another, but there's nothing left. They can't. But will the, will the passports, so for example, will the unvaccinated be allowed to travel on trains and planes again? I have, I have to my, to my unvaccinated friends and clients, I've said, uh, look at the, look at their condensing. It's not 10 days. It's five days. It's not six feet. It's three feet. Uh, people can go across the border and come back without being, uh, checked or it was a little while ago and I said people are now who are not vaccinated you know everybody's vaccinated to a point that they can't adulterate they can't affect us so they're going to be tolerated and then everything's going to be smoothing out so my intuitive answer to that is don't get ahead of this there's going to be more restrictions in as much as what we're doing now but as you uh, wisely said at the, off the top of the show we're on a downward slope here so I'm I'm predicting that people are not vaccinated uh, playing by the rules, uh, are they're going to be merged back into society. We need more nurses, and some of the nurses are not being vaccinated. We need more we need more football players and basketball players, and some of them aren't vaccinated. So we're going to tolerate that, and I say that I'm not not by us tolerate that as a society. And the leaders, which are reactionary, uh, they're going to say, well, the people agree, so well, I guess it's okay, and begrudgingly they'll relent. I don't. I don't right. see any fear that they're going to come and get us and make us do things. I unbelievable. That's not not going to happen. Some good news. All right, Douglas. Stay put. We'll come back, and I will get to some YouTube live chat questions. Doctor Douglas James Cottrell stays with us. His predictions, visions for twenty twenty two. Back with more in a moment. Don't go away. This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. DouglasJamesCottrell.com. C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L. DouglasJamesCottrell.com. Do you have any um, uh, upcoming courses, remote viewing courses, uh, dream interpretation courses, anything we need to know about, Douglas? All of the same. But just before I say that, I, I just looked at my notes here. On your show, you remember I predicted that there would be a a woman president. We thought it was going to be Hillary, and although Hillary run, won the popular vote, she didn't make it to president, and you gave me some flack on that on Coast to Coast, but... Um, <laughs> this, I did, yes. Yeah, you did. Uh, but here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm going to... Kamala Harris was president around November the 19th or 20th, she was the first female president of the United States for about 80 to 90 minutes. Correct. So that's a prediction coming true. I said when she becomes president, it didn't say when she was elected. There was This was in Quincy, uh, Massachusetts, I believe, and I was saying when she becomes president, 
something's going to happen. I don't know what, what the something was. It was back when I was in Quincy a few years ago. But that's come true. So I, I, I wanted to get that out of my notes because I was putting it down here today, and I said, yes. Right. I said on Richard's show that there was going to be a female president. So anyway, what I'm plugging for now is that um, if you want to come to a spiritual uh, sanctuary and find out how to develop your intuition and your gifts, uh, we have uh, international schoolofthoprophets.com, a website that talks about how to develop your abilities and also to participate in our international church service. We're calling it that because we have to, but because we're a nonprofit. Uh, it's an international church service, and it's free, and you're welcome to come. It's by Zoom. And uh, this is now we have people from different parts of the world tuning into us. If you want to be part of that, if you feel drawn to that, that would be something to do. My book, um, The New Earth, is available, as there are other books. They've all discounted because of COVID. And the website is, as Richard has said, my name, douglasjamescottrell.com. And you can Google my name, and I come up in almost a million places. I've been around long enough uh, that that happens. So we have uh, courses and dream, uh, uh, dream, how to dream and dream analysis coming up. They're not set in time. But um, uh, if you're interested in developing your own intuition and you want to come to a spiritual uh church, a Christian church, if you will, and we're international, but we're interfaith. That's my, that's my plug for what I'm up to these days, my friend. Okay, let's go to the YouTube live chat questions. Thinker asks, what would you say, uh, Douglas, what would you consider your most important dream ever? Wow. Uh, well, I've had spiritual, uh, deities appeared to me in my dreams i would call those visitations i am putting together a dream book a dream vision is something you see a visitation can be from a relative who's passed on or it can be a visitation from a deity and i've had some pretty powerful ones 18 of them have showed up over the years but uh, i can't uh, if i were to say anything before my daughter passed away we had a dream that she was going up to heaven and uh, that happened a year later I guess I could call that was important, but um, there's been... All right. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I can't think of anything specifically, although I've had dreams about warning people who were going to get into trouble, who were going to be in accidents, and uh, by telling them they avoided the accident, they put their seatbelt on, uh, and they went through the accident, and they survived, that kind of thing, where you tell somebody, hey, you were in a car accident, uh, make sure you wear a seatbelt. They did, and that was my daughter, actually. But um, it's hard to say. I've talked to um, deities. I've talked to leaders uh, uh, in my dreams, leaders of, of the world, and, uh, gosh, it's really hard to pick out one. All right. Uh, YY asks, uh, Douglas, can you tell us, your, well, you've sort of alluded to this, your sentiment on the markets as far as possible future crashes, recessions, and housing markets. Let's talk about housing markets. Are, are we going to get a, a housing crash? Um, uh, no. What's happening in the housing markets? Let's say for this year and next. Yeah, for this year and next, nothing. I just see a line going sort of, well, can you see that? Sort of like on about a 30-degree angle. Uh, people are going to continue to buy property and own it. That's why the prices are so high. So it's not going to be a crash. There's, uh, real estate, uh, to have wealth, you have to own property. Don't be in debt. Own it. And uh, I, I can't see any, any, any bottoming in the real estate market at all. 
very quickly, price of gold up around eighteen hundred. I remember years ago when gold was around eight nine hundred. You said it's going up to sixteen hundred, and it did, of course. Where is it heading uh, this year? Uh, soon, it's going to take off as well as silver. I'm. I'm it's eighteen hundred dollars, which is I think we predicted on your show one time. It was seven hundred dollars. I think I was on your show and said I had a dream and said it's never going to be seven hundred dollars again, and it never was. Darn, I didn't buy any because I didn't have any money. <laughs> so. Anyway, eighteen hundred easy, twenty four hundred next, thirty six long range. All right, uh, Craig Hunt asks, "Have you seen anything in regards to UFO ET disclosure?" Yeah, we've talked about it on your show too. Uh, uh, we saw a big, a big uh, a vehicle over Texas someplace, and it showed up in the newspapers. That was a few years ago. Uh, the disclosures out there. Those YouTube video, those those videos that you're seeing out there in social media, they're real. But what they're saying is, we're not sure if these are off-world vehicles or there's some other government that has them. I think they're off-world. So are you are you foreseeing any sort of uh, announcement? NASA apparently has assembled a group of theologians uh, to prepare mankind for. Uh, I guess contact. What are your? Do you see anything in the? In, let's say in the next two to three years regarding an official disclosure. Yes. Whenever you see government starting to talk about something, oh, maybe this is happening. Maybe we should investigate it. They're venting. They're preparing for us. There is a formula on how they um, they don't indoctrinate us, but they they let our let us become accustomed to it. So somebody says, you know, there's those. Military guys on those, those videos we saw, those jet fighters are firing UFOs. Oh, yeah, I saw that. What's for lunch? This is what's happening right now. They're preparing us for, for uh, contact. Yes. All right. Toxic Canadian asks, uh, have you seen anything in regards to the new Madrid fault line? Yes. There was an earthquake 4.4 in Welba this morning, or now yesterday morning, and uh, that's going to that's gonna shake Madrid at the... The water is going to come up around Spain, uh, around the coastal areas. Uh, somebody else I know has seen people walking in from the sea, and that was maybe San Sebastian. I had seen the water coming right up uh, in the north part of Spain, and, uh, and this other person was Polish, so it's maybe going to happen in Poland. Uh, but I haven't seen, you know, the Pyrenees are safe. That's the backbone in Spain. But around them, there's going to be more quaking and shaking. Yes, absolutely. All right, uh, Douglas, uh, let me see now. We, um, we've got about a minute here. You've, you've written a number of books while you were in a quantum, quantum meditative state. Um, the Complete New Age Health Guide, I think, was written while you were in, in, in a trance and you dictated the entire book to your son, Douglas Jr. Right, any plans to do that again? Yes, there's uh, volume two, which will be lower body, uh, you know, stiffness, hips, muscles, tendons, uh, abductors, all that kind of edema, those situations. It's in my mind. We're talking about that. We're working on a dream book. It's more like uh, everything that goes on while you sleep because uh, visitations, out-of-body experiences, seeing the, you know, all those things that go on in, at night. Uh, that we call dreams. I'm defining it. I'm going to have a dream dictionary. So that's the next one that's going to come out, but the rest are available uh, provided I keep keep on going here. So there's more books. The website's douglasjamescottrell.com. Pick up the New Earth book. It has, it's, it's got proven 
the predictions that I had said, uh, they're proven, they're there, and there's more coming. The ones about Syria and Turkey and atomic stuff. Look out, we're going to have some warfare over this Taiwan place. Uh, this China, China's not going to give up. They're going to take over Taiwan. Russia is going to ease into the Ukraine, and I think they might get some sanctions against the U.S., but there won't be any military conflict. And the real boogeyman is in North Korea. There's something really bad going on there. Be, be All right, clear. we'll keep our eye on that. We'll uh, we'll have you back soon. Can't wait to talk to you uh, when the Dream Book comes out. Fascinated by dreams, and I know my listeners are as well. Douglas, a happy new year, continued good health, and uh, all the best. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, my friend. It's a pleasure to be on with you again, Richard. DouglasJamesCottrell.com. All right, when we come back, high strangeness in Kentucky. Folklorist Steve Asher joins me next. Stay with us. Mm-hmm. 